On Second Shot, we tackle two new headlines every week to find out what kind of wisdom the world is dishing out today. And we want you to be a part of that. When you see a headline you want to take a second shot at, or if you're looking for advice, or just want to tell us what you think of the show, email us at secondshotcast at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, rate us on iTunes. This helps us move up in the ratings so more people will see us. And if you want to hear more, subscribe to the show so that the new episodes will get straight to you every single Friday. We love you. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Heath Oaks is a millennial mogul whose ignorance on fire led him to fail his way to success. Jenny Anchando is an Emmy award-winning journalist whose sharp eye and biting wit have led to her storied career in television. Together, they tackle today's headlines in a way only an odd couple with a dash of perfect opposite can. So kick back, relax, and join the conversation. This is Second Shot with your hosts, Heath and Jenny. You know what I sometimes want to figure out from people? You know what would be a good poll to see? And, and, and if you're listening, go in the, the, the podcast group, Second Shot um, podcast group on Facebook, and, and submit your uh, round time on there what, what yours would be is. I wonder if, like, January is kind of a good relaxing time for most people or if it is like hair on fire because January's Ooh. for me is, is hair on fire. <laughs> and yeah. It's, and it it's always, the Monday of the year. Right. Yeah. True, it's the Monday man. of the year. So, so I wonder what the percentages of people that it's, you know, relaxing versus hair on fire. That would be a good poll to put in there. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll put the, I like that. <laughs> hair on fire will be the exact terminology that I'll yes. use when I add the poll in the Facebook group. But yeah, my guess would be more hair on fire, so to speak, but probably in a good way because usually they're reigniting their passions and they're sort of digging into whatever their goals were that maybe they didn't do the year before. So hopefully it's a hair on fire in excitement. Like I'm, I want to get these things done because I'm passionate about these things. Um, also, if people are procrastinators, maybe they're relaxing because they're like, I have until the entire end of the year <laughs> to, to, to get my them goals. Done. Oh man. So we, <laughs> yeah. got, we got Jenny, Zach and Matt as always and myself. Hey everybody. Hello. I yeah. forgot I was wearing my second shot shirt today. Hold oh, well, oh, well, yeah. well, take please, it off, take it off. <laughs> take, okay, go watch YouTube right now. You guys YouTube have to right watch now. the YouTube video. Zach yeah. is stripping it down, baby. Ooh, perfect. Wow, wow, wow. It's so good, and I like it with the denim. <laughs> yeah. It's perfectly styled. I'm working on my fashion. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. tell. Yeah. He has on, like, a khaki-colored jeans. Isn't denim, like, can, the 80s and 90s? No, right. no, no, no. Denim is, denim's, denim's always back. in. Yeah, wait, he's standing up and modeling for the camera. It's true. Yeah, check it out. I didn't realize denim was back. Denim's never been never been gone, and now... It's definitely gone. denim on denim, yeah. like different colors and textures and types of denim. I definitely have a jean jacket. And let me tell you, every time I wear it with this, I feel very, <laughs> it's doubling down Do on the denim. Do you feel like is. the Marlboro Man? Well, I, it's a very 90s jacket. It's like a light acid wash. And like, it's a very, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. Hey, Check Matt, out the video. Does it have that like talking sheep's about. Yeah. Matt, kind of probably, stuff around the neck? No, it should. <laughs> Zach, yeah. Zach probably doesn't get the Marlboro Man thing. I, I think the Marlboro Man young. has been out of out of commission for quite is a that while. Like, is that like the crying Indian? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. He straight up doesn't know who the Marlboro Man is. No, that was no. like the most iconic, like, uh, for, for cigarette stuff. You gotta go look him up. The Marlboro I, Man. Okay, well, let's I'll not market our viewers. Everybody go look up cigarettes. Somebody out there is trying to kick smoking the new year and we're yeah. just torturing them <laughs> oh no 
What we got up first, Zach? Yes, uh, our first story, uh, a sports story for anybody who doesn't listen to the show. I'm not the biggest sports guy, so please excuse my stumbling. Heath will assist, I'm sure. Uh, sources say the A's get clearance to sweeten Kyler Murray's deal. The Oakland Athletics can sign Kyler Murray to a major league deal and offer him significant guaranteed money to choose baseball over football without running afoul of major league baseball rules. Uh, the latest twist in a sport versus sport battle for the Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray, that's expected to be resolved in the coming days. Apparently how this worked is he had been involved with the A's mm-hmm. and then signed to play football and now the A's want him back and he doesn't know which way he's going to go? So here's how it works. Yeah. Kyler Murray going into his senior year at Oklahoma mm-hmm. as a quarterback. He's a, he's a local Dallas kid. Um, he's from Allen High School. Oh, wow. played. Never lost a game in all of high school. Not one game. Won four state championships like wow. in a row. It's crazy. Um, he... His senior year at Oklahoma was making $4 million a year because the Oakland A's drafted him the year before. So he was literally in college making $4 million a year from the A's, not even doing anything with them because right. he's so just good at baseball. Putting him on, on ice. That's crazy. And it, kind of all along, he, he just, he, he's really undersized for quarterback um, in, in the NFL, they, they say. you know. But, I mean, everybody beats odds. But So kind of going into the year, it's like, hey, I want to just play, go for the national championship, and then he was going to go play baseball. Well, then... He won the Heisman Trophy. So he won the top award in all of college football. And so now all of a sudden the he's undersized is like, maybe we want to give this guy a shot. A rookie, if he's a top 10 draft pick in the NFL, he's going to be making 10, 15 million a year immediately. Yeah. You know, the A's are paying him 4 million a year. And, and, and so they obviously is like, okay, I need to um, sweeten that up some. But, that's kind of the story with it. Now, since that article came out, as you looked up, he actually has declared for the NFL mm-hmm. draft. Yes. And so he's going to give that a go. And people are all over social media, you guys, just tearing into him, saying <laughs> things like, well, your career is going to be over in five years, you know, talking about longevity. People will definitely have an opinion when it comes to Kyler Murray. You know, we're, we, this podcast, for people who are just listening, is based in Dallas. So people here are especially invested, yeah. I would say, in this and in his future. So it's interesting to see people's opinions because they're talking about the longevity of his career. Um, but I think that the intent to declare for the NFL um, kind of shows maybe where more of his passion may lie. Well, and, and kind of my second shot on it, which is perfect, because you had sent me this podcast to listen to today uh, or last night that was on the Ed Milet show, and it was interviewing John Maxwell, who's a, who's a um, um, you know, idol of mine almost. Yeah, you know? yeah he met, met him. They got a yeah. picture together, a whole thing. Uh-huh. And they talked about on they talked about, um, you know, when he went from being a pastor to the big leadership guru and stuff that he is, and he was like, what, what making that change was that big and he's like well you know a lot of times people end up following goals that they had like dreams they had forever like maybe their parents dreams or maybe somebody else's dreams and they didn't and they realize they, they want to change it. it's kind of hard and it's um all of those things where you got to figure out your own dream whatever that may be and it's like that's the thing is it's not our right to make a decision for a Kyler Murray and what we all think he should do versus you know uh he's obviously it's not he's about. He's not our child, and he, even if he was, we can't dictate his dreams. Yeah, but he's also not looking at it. At what it is. He, you know what? He obviously loves football more than he loves baseball, and he says, "I'm willing to risk me being them saying I'm undersized, them saying I can't do this, them saying that." And obviously, football is a much more contact sport, much more upside of injuries, much more upside of that, mm-hmm. because this is what I love, and that's what I I don't like Oklahoma Sooners at all. 
I'm a I'm a, a hook 'em horns all the way. So <laughs> this is hurts me yeah. to say, but I am have a whole new look on him for going with his passion and saying all the odds say I can't do this. I'm undersized, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go show you because you know what? This is what I love. He's going with what his heart is, what he loves, his passion, versus what may make logical sense. And my wife can tell you I am definitely somebody who goes with my heart, passion, versus some yeah. logical sense at times that may drive her nuts. But but yes. I, that is me all the way. Well, hold on. I, I'm You know, I'm not a sports guy. I'm a bit of a cynic, to be fair. Uh, what about the people out there who are thinking, you no, know, he's just selling out for the money. He makes more money doing NFL. It's not a passion thing. He's just he's just chasing the dime. Um, they that true, but also look at the number of years he could be playing baseball. I mean, none the of us none of us really know. Long term yeah. baseball career is much much longer, and so sure. there are parallels people can make in their own lives right now. For example, uh, broadcast journalism career, a TV career. People might say, okay, well that sort of ends when you're you know. Hopefully things will evolve and it won't always be this way, but maybe 40, 50, 60, you, you know what I mean? It's not something you uh, do till, until the end of life um, in terms of a passion, but people do it because they love it and they want to you know, spread that message. And also we get so wrapped up in whatever the next step is. I know because I am someone who does this and Heath knows this. I think about, okay, so if I'm going to do this, what's this going to look like in um, five years, 10 years, 15, 20 years? Well, the world's going to be so different that I can't plan for that. Yeah. So we have to do, um, I don't want to say immediate gratification, but what our current passion is and also what we know we're really good at. Um, what a gift that he knows and has confidence in the fact that he's really, really good at football, and and he's not being necessarily distracted by these other things, mm-hmm. um, you know, the the baseball carrot out there that may not bring him the ultimate fulfillment. And what I think you just said was so key, which is the fact of that long term stuff. I've never been a long term goal person. I've never <laughs> been a fan of it because yeah. because you know I can look at every three, four, five years. And where my life was versus where it was just three, four years from there and what had changed was so drastically, I never even could have saw saw that coming. So, like, I've never been that type of person. And when you think about it, that's what happens with us in life is that sometimes we try to plan stuff so far out ahead, however, or or you won't go there because you can't see it, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Think think about it like this. If if it's nighttime, you're on a pitch-dark road, right? You turn your lights on on your car. You can see probably 200 feet or so. You know, in front of you, maybe, yeah, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. But you don't stop driving because you can't see past that 200 feet, right? Mm-hmm. You keep going, and you see that just in front of you. So when you turn that corner, you can't see what's around the corner, mm-hmm. but you look at it in front of you. If you're going home, and you're 10 miles from your house, and it's pitch black, you can only see that 200 feet. But you know what? Guess what? That house will come into view in that amount of time. And I think that's that type, that type of picture you got to look at and go... You can't always just look this long term because you honestly may not know what it is. You got to trust that two hundred feet in front of you. Enjoy that journey. Have your concentration there, yeah, and see what the heck happens with it. And trust yourself. Yeah. Trust yourself. Trust what you're looking at. Trust what that view is. Like you, you can't keep pushing for these goals if you don't ever get there. You don't know what's coming on beyond that. Mm-hmm. You can see what's in front of you. You know, look beyond the light. The light will get there. You will see it. Your house will come into view. Your house will come into picture. But you can't you, you can't ask for it 10 miles back. It's just impossible, you know? Mm-hmm. So you've got to trust the journey. Enjoy that journey. Watch it along the way. And wait till that light comes into view. 
that's what I think Kyler Murray, Murray's done. He's trusted what he did. His passion is, and I congratulate him for that. And I think it'll always work out in the end if you go with what your passion is and what you want to do. We'll be back in a minute on the second segment of Second Shot. He makes up words, she translates them. Heath and Jenny host more of Second Shot, coming up on RNCN. To all my friends in the great state of Texas, if you have not taken advantage, I have a way to save you a ton of money. I have saved over about $3,000 in the last year, and I have no hassle. Go to energyogre.com, put in the promo code Second Shot. Now listen, promo code Second Shot, and you're going to get a free month just for signing up and saving a ton of money. So don't be crazy. Stop sitting around talking about is this the real deal, and go do it right now. Energyogre.com, promo code Second Shot in a free month. Thanks. Go get it now. Run. Ready? Aim. Fire. Second Shot is back for another round on RNCN. We're back for another round, and I love how Zach and Matt and them want to put in there about me making up words and, <laughs> and, and, and Jenny, you know, actually correcting and making sense of it all. Uh, oh, that was such a good line. It was. Some <laughs> best producers here. Some Second Shot fan out there one day will put together like a compilation of Heath hot take words, and it'll be fantastic. Oh, yeah. please. Such a That'd good challenge. Yeah. That, oh, would man. Please. that would be. That would Slide be that, into our inbox. that would be like next level epic. Oh, and man. we got to find we we found out uh, we're going to uh, Australia in March. Whoa, we are Australia. Yeah. When did you find? Okay, it's one, found of, the, out. It's yeah. one of the incentive trips at Colonial. You really? Know, yeah, there's national trips every year, and you know we've been all over the world for free with with Colonial. That's one. That's an awesome part of it all. I've been to Italy. I've been to. Grand Caymans. Uh, Grand Caymans, uh, Hawaii, Bora Bora. Bora, Bora, Bora Bora, in the huts over the water was immaculate. And then this year's Australia. So oh, in March, man. we're going to Australia. Even so better, yeah. one of my best friends who, who, Jenny works, recruited. who I recruited, oh. by the way, to work who for is us. a former broadcast journalist, yeah. um, TV news reporter. She uh, now this is works. This third year or so? Yeah, this is her third year. And I was like, you've got to go on one of these trips. Yeah. Because you know, I go and it's all his colleagues. So I'm like, sure. I want to recruit a friend. So I recruited <laughs> my smartest, you know, most hardworking friend. And she um, made the trip. Too. Made the trip. She had, you know, was really like top of her class, so to speak, mm-hmm. in the, the portion of Colonial that she does. So she's going to. Wow. So I'm really excited. That's tremendous, guys. Yes. When is this March? Yep. You're going to have mm-hmm. to bring back photos and stuff. We're oh, going yeah. to oh, yeah. We'll yeah. have to. You know, we'll all Instagram the story, yeah. the Come entire on. thing. We will that's have a long flight. Oh, that's what I'm dreading the most. <laughs> I'm looking I'm looking forward to some third segments leading up to March where we're going to talk about this. The flight, packing, yeah. how do you get ready for that? That'll be great. The, the flight. Long trip. How oh, do you get ready for, the flight is all I'm worried about right now. Okay, way to be <laughs> optimistic and positive. Just Sorry, I didn't mean to bring the mood down. <laughs> how, how long is, real, real quick, how long is that? How long is that? Isn't it like... 15, 20 hours? I think, something like I, think, yeah, I think you're looking at close to 20 hours probably yeah. from here. All right. we'll awesome. keep, keep it right here on Second Shot for more on the Australia flight. <laughs> yeah. hey, look, we can do like three months worth of podcast episodes oh, on yeah. the flight. Well, our good friends Aaron and <laughs> Tiffany have been there many times. Aaron's because been on Aaron's, the show. And Tiffany. Yeah, 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 both of them yeah. have been on the show. So you guys, and if you've never heard the Aaron Hendra or Tiffany Hendra episodes, go, go back, back and in. like binge listen to them. The Hendras. But, yeah. um, He's from there. Yeah. So they go back and forth all the time. So we're going to get pro tips from them. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I love yeah. it. It's good to know people. Well, our first, our second headline, first headline of this segment, I guess. Yeah. I wasn't technically wrong. Uh, yeah. A mom tries paying a babysitter in ice cream and fun instead of actual money. If you're watching. And before you read this, this one yes. burned my. <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we we got this headline from Heath, and and I started reading, and I was like, Matt, you got to look at this. Like this is this is a wild story. If you, I was mad all day. This this is mostly. <laughs> I'm gonna sum this up, but this is mostly an archive of text messages. If you're watching the video, it's on screen right now. Check it out. It is oh, worth cool. looking at. Um, but yes, if you have a great babysitter, you treasure them above all other things. After all, when you've got a person to trust to watch your kids, so you can get some time to yourself or go to work without worry, that sitter is worth their weight in gold. Or an ice cream and fun, as one horrible mother suggested in a set of jaw-dropping viral texts. Uh, on Reddit, this got shared. Uh, a, a user shared a string of texts between their sister and the woman who is the infringer here. Uh, the sister did some babysitting for this woman after doing her job uh, that was supposed to equal actual dollars. She texted the mom asking for payment. And then we kind of got to tumble into problems. I'll try to sum some of these up. There's a little bit of a little bit of vulgarity towards the end, so I'll try to clean that up. But yeah. Keep it. Keep a finger on that bleep, Matt. Uh, the, the the sister starts. It was great watching your kids today. Uh, do you mind if I swing by tomorrow at two and collect the money? And the mom said, "I wasn't aware payment was involved. You got free ice cream and a day of fun." I'm sorry for the misinterpretation. <laughs> So the sister fires back. Uh, we discussed payment of $16 an hour beforehand over uh, over text, and the mom says, could you show me those texts? So she sends a screenshot of the mom saying, $16 an hour sounds fair, and the sister says, great. She says, great, that'll be perfect. So yeah, there, and, there and is proof she, of There's this. proof, yeah. Yes, so like then screenshot what of text. So the mom says, sorry, I delete my messages often. <laughs> And as the sister says, I'm sorry, uh, as much as I love seeing your kids, I'm doing this for payment, like mm. exclusively. That's the deal. And the mom calls her stuck up and asks to compromise at $20 flat for the whole day. The sister explains that she watched her kids for eight hours. It's $16 an hour. It's $128 for those of you playing at home. The mom says, I'm not paying you $128 for a single day. They're easy kids. <laughs> and the sister says... It's not what that is. It's not a discussion of that. You promised. I have textbooks to play for, pay for. Please, I would accept a hundred dollars, hundred flat. I'll take a twenty-eight dollar pay this cut is on insane. this. Insane. Yes. Uh, the mom fires back. Absolutely not. I wish I didn't have such a person watching my kids. Uh, and that's where things get start to get ugly. But I'm going to block you now. Please do not contact me again. And that's the end. The of mom it. blocks in, the babysitter. Well, in, in the end, the husband ended up coming through and paying her. That that, that ended up happening. Oh boy! Yes, an attorney. Still. An attorney got involved. Uh, small claims court. The husband was very happy to make things uh, happen. So within 30 minutes, they were unblocked. They got the cash. Problem solved. My gosh. What a story. What a drama. What a person. Wow. <laughs> what a person. <laughs> I really do. Well, just this isn't really a second shot, but you know, my mom has worked in the childcare industry for most of her career in addition to working a million other jobs. But you know, the, the people you put your children with are really the most important to me. They're the most important person in my life. Our, we have a nanny for our daughter. Mm -hmm. Um, who is one of she is our family she is one of mm -hmm. the most important people yeah, in our life huge. Um, I want to always make sure she's happy I want her mm -hmm. to be well compensated I want her to feel loved I mean so that's just insane that's just shade on her kids <laughs> and, and she's <laughs> throwing shade on her own kids also yeah. kids are no one's child is easy who wants yeah, to work for ice cream in a fun day really yeah. come on what I, is that I, i'm sure that that young lady had a lot more ideas of what a fun day would be to her than than ice cream and well then hang kids. out with your own yeah. kids then if they're so fun yeah. I'm, with you. I'm just saying uh, yeah it's amazing to me I, I don't now if if the if if the young lady did not have the text message of saying they agreed the $16 an hour, I could say we really don't know what was said and not, right? Like, we don't know. Mm -hmm. But but she has that text message that says $16 yeah, an hour. The it's mom, very clear. The mom proposed the price point. Yeah. She was the one who was like, 16 an hour is okay? Like, it, well, come on. Yeah. There, there was a clear social contract there. So crazy. And what was, Heath, what was your second shot at? My second shot on this is, this is one of those things that, um, in time, you're the decisions you make and, and who you are as a person from your character and your morals and everything 
perception does matter. And and there's a lot of times that situations may come up that, you know, unlike like this one, this is very clear cut uh, of this. But in general, there are times that may come up that um, you really feel like this is not my my I shouldn't have to maybe cover this part or whatever. That's not what we agreed upon. And maybe there's a lot of gray area. Yeah. You know, I'm the type of person in a lot of those gray area situations. I always end up maybe going above on just doing it versus even if I don't feel like maybe that was my part to cover Mm -hmm. because I don't want a perception to ever be that I'm somebody that's not trustworthy, that's unfair, that I don't stand on my word. And a lot of times that happens and, and, and people go, well, because they don't know the whole story, you're correct, but they will never know the whole story. Most will Mm. not know the whole story. So that is why perception matters. Right. And there, you know, especially in our world, right? I recruit people to a to a career of building a business for themselves, right? And they got to get it built up and stuff. So there's got to be a lot of trust in what I'm telling somebody. Mm-hmm. So so if there were ever somebody that I go, look, honestly, you know, that's not my part to deal, and it really wasn't, right? Let's just say I'm not, I'm, mm-hmm. it's, I'm really not in the wrong, like it wasn't. But yet that person feels like I didn't do them right, and that one, and anybody I'm recruiting, asking, they go, well, he did me wrong and didn't do anything. That can hurt me down the road versus covering it then because. When I go to recruit people and they want to go look up and ask about me, there may be people that don't like me. There may be people that said I was harsh on them, maybe giving them whatever, but none of them will say they can't trust me and that I didn't do them the right way. And that perception is critically important. Or this lady, the chances of her ever getting a babysitter to ever help her again are slim to none. Mm-hmm. Right. That's the truth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, especially when it comes to a priority like your children. Yes. Um. So the the sort of trade scenario. Uh, my my second shot on this is just you know in the social media world when you have a certain amount of followers, people want to um, do business with you, so to speak. Now, business is one thing. Trade is another thing. Doing things for free pe- for people because you have a large following is a third thing mm-hmm. that um, you know I get approached all the time for people saying, hey, so we would love to have you over and do this thing and, and drive over and experience our thing and then will you post about it? Well, what I finally did, and if you have a, a decent following on social media, I would highly recommend you do this. I found out, okay, well, so, so what is the going rate for this sort of thing? Because I was doing and I was like, well, like okay. Worth. Yeah. So, so I figured out what, what is my worth on these posts because social media is a business now for some people. Right now, for me, that's not a primary business venture. But you better believe I know now if I post from a location how much that is worth. Right. So if someone's expecting that I'm just going to come over and sit in their business and uh, take a picture, if I even if I didn't like it or didn't you know, think that their ice cream was good or would never take my child there or would never go with, there with my husband, well, I'm not going to do that because now I know the value in that post and also that's my brand. Absolutely. You mm. see what I'm saying? Because the perception is you're out there hawking anything there is that's not any good, you're not going to keep that. You're right. not going to keep yeah. that following up. And my fo- like the people who follow my page mean so much to me and when I recommend things to them or when I say, oh, you guys have got to try this place or this workout or I took Brighton here or I made this recipe and here a link you know usually it's just stuff that i'm doing on my blog and it's just sort you know not even for payment it's because i love the people that follow my page so if i'm going to ever take money for this it's going to be because i really 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 believe in it not because i'm just like oh here we gave you free ice cream for right. example basically what you're saying is you're not going to sell out just for money <laughs> you know and you're not no. yeah. but but but, but I, I, and I say that in a sarcastic way because so many people do you know like 
Like a lot of people will complain that so some you know influence something or, or making money off of something, right? As long as you truly have belief in that and it truly works. Like for instance, I have no problem advertising Energy Ogre uh, on this podcast. You know why? I I genuinely use it. It has saved me a ton of money, and when we I vetted it. it thoroughly, yeah, yeah, I've had it now for a couple of years. So like I, you know, it's. Um, and that's so important, because, but because that is your brand, that is your character, right? And 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 if you were somebody hawking stuff, and the perception was whatever you post out there is just basically because somebody paid you. Well, guess what? You're not going to have followers very long, and you're not going to get paid for any of it, right? You know, and that's that's why it's so important to you, right? Yeah, and, and it's my name attached to it. You know, there are p- people who are connected with me on my pages that have been there for years, for more than a decade. So you know, I, I don't ever want to lose that trust. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I think that's what you got to think about, guys and gals, is that. You know, sometimes, even if there's gray areas and you don't feel like you're in that wrong, it's sometimes better for you to go ahead and just make that right so that perception is not out there with it. If your morals, if your character, if your things like that are important to you, your brand. Never sell out for the dollar. Like I I told you this uh, several times, my dad taught me when I was younger, son, if you're making a decision, there should always be three things more important than money. Money can be the fourth that you look at. But if you can't find three things that are more important than money, it's not a good decision to make. And so when you look at it with your brand and what you want to put out on purpose, you don't hawk stuff just to hawk it to make a dime. You better go in with a purpose or people will stop following you, stop believing you, stop trusting you. You better pay attention to what perception could be and go above and beyond even if you don't feel like you're technically in the wrong to make things right in the business world or you're going to get that reputation that is something that you may never be able to come back from. So we'll be back in a minute on the third segment of Second Shot. That's what I call ignorance on fire. More of Heath and Jenny still to come. You guys have been listening to Second Shot and hearing us talk about it. You need to go pick up my book, Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. You can get it on Amazon in a paper book. You can also hear this beautiful voice of mine in audiobook style on Audible or anywhere you're going to get your audiobooks. Guys, this book took a lot of time to put into it, and I believe it can really be some life-changing stuff to help you on your path to success. And hopefully you're going to fail your way to success just like I did. Ignorance on Fire, A Journey of Felling Your Way to Success. Amazon.com, Audible.com, audiobooks, paper books, everything. Get it, share with your people and i appreciate it thank you guys go pick it up today kick off your boots or suit up the choice is yours welcome back to second shot on rncn you know i also be curious about what what people think uh, going in the second shot group and 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 putting your thoughts on it what they think about the new intros and kind of the new music and stuff you know that would oh, be an yeah interesting i'll have to do a yeah. poll on that yeah too. we had a couple people speak up on episode 99 when we premiered the new intro and they were like i oh, love it and somebody was like i hate it i'm kidding nobody didn't like it because it's <laughs> yeah. great oh, they did, they that, let me know that person <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah. talk to them face to face you guys did such a great <gasps> job because we kind of sprung Thanks. all the changes no, and everything no, on you no. guys so I, yeah we we tried something and we tried something else and we tried something else and found something that was just like yeah i think this works and like i'm glad you guys i'm glad you love it oh yes you you guys are both so talented. No, We're really, likewise. really lucky. Yeah, we couldn't it, do it without you. It's so, it's so, <laughs> it's so awesome. It really is. We're picking up a lot of new listeners. You know, we had the hundredth episode, which is so cool. And you know, overall, everybody's been so happy that we finally made it official with with it being us in here now with Jenny and myself. And yeah. um, and and it's been so much more fun. I think it's gonna. I, I think it's. Um, 
it's going to be exciting to watch and see how it goes. And, and also, I will say, as y'all have gotten really cool and creative with the video stuff because I've watched some of them. I, um, yeah. and, and it's so cool. And, and it's entertaining, actually, mm-hmm. to watch it on the video as well. It's an easier touch point for some people. Like my mom is not really big on yeah. listening to podcasts, but she will go on YouTube and watch the video. Yeah. So I like that we do that. Also, oh, side note, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who listened and shared because we actually broke the top 200 in the yes. business podcast yeah. category um, last week. Yeah, so and, and that's, that's because key. of all you guys. You guys are so yeah. awesome. Yeah, if you guys share this with your with your Facebook and your Instagrams and and you go give us a rating and review and stuff, the more that that happens in a condensed amount of time, the more it moves up, which means the more people that would see it. So that was super cool. I mean, there are like tens of thousands of podcasts in we were in the top 200 at yeah. one point, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And the listeners have been growing. It's so awesome. So all, there's a whole lot of new ones. So I just want to say I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening. I hope you listen again. Yeah. And also I wanted – so I started – I saw Heath come back from one of his um, big work meetings. Mm-hmm. Like he said, January is such a crazy time of year for mm-hmm. him and for everybody in his business. And he came back with this little sticker that says hashtag glad to be here. So I thought that you could explain that so we can kind of spread the word on that. Yeah, what I thought was really cool, and I put this sticker on the back of my deal. One of our big kickoff Hold meetings. Hold it up on the video. Um, yeah, I was okay. going to say. Let's, yeah. There it is. Hashtag, hashtag glad, to be here. glad to be here. Go That's look at the video and you can too. see it. Is it really? Nice. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, they had John Foley um, as a guest speaker at, at the meeting. And John Foley um, was a Blue Angel. And okay. So for those of you that don't know what a Blue Angel is, in, in the Navy there are, you know, like seven or eight Blue Angel pilots mm-hmm. that, you know, Blue Angels are ridiculously skilled. Yeah. I mean, ridiculous. They, they literally are flying 800 miles an hour two feet apart at times. Yeah, in formation. It they're is like the Navy um, SEALs of pilots. It is, and they're made for an air show and marketing, basically, is what they do, because they do the crazy stunt stuff and flying 800 miles an hour, two feet apart Yeah, um, for different air shows. And it, it, but it does market the Navy, right, to get people involved oh, yeah. in it and all that. And John Foley, one of the messages that he talked about, which that one of the biggest things I got was, he goes, look, I was in the Navy, and I was a fighter... I was a fire, you know, a, a, a fighter jet pilot, right? Yeah. That's in the top one percent of the people, you know, of pilots and stuff that ever get to be a fighter pilot jet, right? Mm-hmm. But when you go to the Blue Angels, you're in the zero point zero zero one percent. And he's like, "What would it take for you to go from one percent to being in that zero point zero zero one percent wherever you're at?" And, and he kind of talked about just how much he goes, you know, I thought it was intense being a fighter pilot. It was 10 times more intense to make it as a Blue Angel. And it's crazy because if we think fighter pilot, right, I mean, that's got to be epic of it all. But no, no, no. Blue Angel, 0.001%. And so one of the things he talked about was in their debriefs, they all had to take extreme accountability and everything. So if they had, when they got done and had their debrief of their, you know, flight. Yeah. It would. You have to start off with where you went wrong, the mistakes you made, what you were doing to complete it, and when you were done critiquing yourself, because their deal was nobody should ever have to critique you. You should have all of your mistakes up front. You know about them. That's great. And when they got done, like break, extreme self awareness. Yes. Yeah. And so they would get done saying, you know, I missed this point, I missed that point, da da da, and they go, glad to be here, and they'd move on to the next person. So glad to be here was kind of that moving on next because. You know, they just got done basically kind of being negative, right? Criticizing themselves, but yeah. it was finished up with glad to be here. And so what he talks about is he he they've used he kind of uses glad to be here in everything, right? It's like any time that he has um, 
negative thinking or anything. It's always he always finishes with glad to be here because at the end of the day, I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, look, I had all these things I could have criticized, but if I'd have moved one one wrong little uh, little bump of that joystick, <laughs> I couldn't be here, yeah. right? And and I think it hit me because I think it's such a strong, powerful metaphor to keep in your life is no matter what's going on and where it is, you know, I'm glad to be here. Mm-hmm. You know, like like being grateful and practicing gratefulness is something that is so underrated, even though it's so important. Mm. So are you going to stop making fun of my rock thing? <laughs> the rock thing is hilarious. Whoa. I'm not making fun of it. It's just Whoa. funny. Uh, hold on. The rock thing? Well, well, it was like randomly one night, you know, like uh, I get in bed and I roll over to cuddle <laughs> with her and I feel a rock in her hand. I'm like, what? A are rock. you going to like, are you wait for me to go to sleep and I'm going to get a rock to the head or something? <laughs> no. What's up? Yeah. Hear me out. <laughs> Hear me out. Yeah. So let's just admit though, guys, it'd be kind of weird you roll over your wife and all of a sudden she got a rock. It's like a blunt object. Yeah, maybe. It's like. But it is a rock. It is a rock. It's from, I used to work at Miraval resort in uh arizona which is it's sort of like a mindfulness based retreat fitness based um you used to work re- there i did yeah, yeah i've had so many lives Dang, so when i yeah. worked for but cbs she always worked part-time doing one training. of yeah. hats yeah. yeah i always have had a side hustle my whole life um i worked as a morning news anchor for cbs in tucson and this was in catalina arizona which is about 45 minutes away so i would um get off the air finish my meetings and stuff and then at noon drive to Miraval and then usually work from like one to four, one to five um, as a personal trainer, fitness instructor, et cetera. Wow. So anyway, there were these rocks and I bought one of them because I had heard about this practice of sort of holding on to something at the end of the night and thinking of the best thing that happened that day. And the reason it, that sounds super simplistic, but the it's the process of finding the best thing that and, you know, lead you to go into bed in a positive mode because over the course of trying to find out the best thing that happened that day, even if it was a bad day, you think of a lot of other sort of good things that happened. Like, okay, well, you know, I, I woke up and, you know, I, I was at work and I, you know, got to work and they're going to pay me for that. And also I got to have a phone call with my mom. Oh, and also, oh, wow, I discovered this new restaurant. That's right. That was pretty cool. Um, oh, and, and my friend called me. We hadn't talked for, um, you know, a while and that was great and i actually did get to have dinner with my husband tonight so that was good so you it makes you go over all the little positive things and then you pick like a best one you yeah. know it's just with you and yourself and i like the rock because it sits by my bed and i hold it and i guess Heath had never noticed me doing it because i hadn't rolled over and well for a <laughs> like long time we bed. never really slipped we never got to oh, that's bed right we didn't yeah, yeah so because long. my work Ships schedule yeah, yeah, yeah. so i was in there which is me and the rock <laughs> just heard the rock hanging out <laughs> You know, now I'm getting a little jealous over here. Yeah. Okay. The rock had all kinds of stuff cooking. Well, you're, you're you know? glad to be here. We know that. I'm glad. Yeah, yeah I'm glad to be here. So anyway, yes. I highly recommend that. Even if it's a bad day, it will make you think of, you have to and, go and, small and with some of it. Like I said, it could be like, oh, I had a, you know, my breakfast was pretty good. Or, you know, I didn't have yeah. traffic or you correct, know, whatever. Correct me if I'm wrong, just so people know too, is the rock, it, it's not that it does anything besides it's that metaphor of something that reminds her to do that. Yes, right? yes, yes, so, yes. It so doesn't so have to be a rock. Maybe, the, yeah, I'm just, I want to make that clear <laughs> right. for them that it's, it's not that you think that's a magic rock. You, 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 uh, <laughs> right. thank it, you for it clarifying. Is, it is like a metaphor that you see and you remind yourself to, to, to practice the great Yes, it's right? a reminder at my, um, so they can do that with anything. Little nightstand area. I always have some, a few different options for books. 
I have so so, my so, magic so rock. some people may think it's odd to cuddle with a rock. You, and not you don't bacon. cuddle with it. You just hold it till you find your favorite thing, and then you put <laughs> it back a, down. I'm gonna remember this next time. It's like 2 a.m. and I'm on my phone in bed, and Christine's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Oh, well, oh. you know, I'm <laughs> cuddling subscri- with rocks." One, yeah. subscribing to the Facebook group for Second Shot, and two, yeah, I'm I'm thinking of mindfulness and the happiest part of my day. <laughs> but it <laughs> makes me feel glad to be here. I'm I'm very I'm very prone to getting down. I'm very prone to being hard on myself and being hard on how the day went. And you know, not everybody. I don't think he's like that. You know, I mean, Heath like thinks things. He thinks Heath always thinks Heath is awesome. Yeah. I don't always think so I'm don't, awesome. Don't, so don't, this I mean, practice, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't, no, it doesn't. I mean, but you know what I'm saying. Explain what you mean People by know that. What I'm that saying. makes you sound like I'm being. I'm like an arrogant no, prick. No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Yeah, you're it, definitely not. You're. You're. I think that positivity comes to you a little bit more naturally than it does for me. And we're all just different. But I want to have the best. You know like view of how my day went and this is something that helps me with it so you know it doesn't have to be a rock but just like putting something there it could be like a penny or i don't know something cute that looks cute on your nightstand and it all goes back to that practicing that gratefulness and that's what that glad to be here i think if you could practice uh, put a practice in your life that is um you know i used to whenever i um, started on my second business i believe um i got into a habit of complaining about stuff a lot mm-hmm. like really being kind of um negative and not sticking with some things so what i did i put a rubber band on my arm and every time i complained or something i would have to move that rubber band to my other arm and and what it did for i I did it because it just it was a symbol and it made me think about it right because that's the thing is is a lot of times you do stuff and you just don't think about it. it's kind of a, a thing that happens so stuff like um maybe having a saying of glad to be here that that you build in that every time you're negative you say glad to be here and it kind of reminds you oh i was just being negative right because you build that in or or cuddling with a rock at night that, you know, mind you of being <laughs> thankful for the day. Um, or a rubber band on your hand that whenever you – a habit you're trying to break and, and you and you go against it, you have to move the rubber band. It's just – it's little small reminders um, to help you do those things. It's – you know, and that's where a lot of people think somebody just is overly optimistic, whatever it is. But, no, there's little things like that that people have practiced in order to try – to help get themselves um, to that spot, you yeah. know. So um, I would say that – Thank you all this hundred first episode. This is awesome. This is really cool. I hope mm-hmm. that y'all get something. You can go there, there's a hashtag glad to be here. So if you go look up the hashtag glad to be here, John Foling them have that on there. It's really cool and and you can po- you can go look at some of the posts on that and then post some of your stuff. Hashtag glad to be here. I think it's a cool thing. So go around the horn, Jenny. Where can they find you? Jenny and Chondo TV, JennyandChondo.com. Um, on Instagram, Jenny and Chondo, and yeah, that's it. Well, just be me and my magic rock. <laughs> I, I'm at AppleZackintosh on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash group slash second shot. Come join the conversation. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you can find me Matt Stoker one on Instagram. I'm hanging out there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at Heathos or at Ignis on Fire, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and in the second shot group. Um, but honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, we love y'all. I truly appreciate you guys sharing. I, I appreciate all the listeners, and we don't take it for granted. I love you and see you next time. <laughs>